you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up, everyone? It's Dr. Will Cole, and welcome to The Art of Being Well. I am a leading functional medicine expert. I get to consult people around the world via webcam. I started one of the first functional medicine telehealth centers in the world over a decade ago, and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, which is my newest book, and The Inflammation Spectrum, and Ketotarian. If you wanna learn more about my clinical work, the telehealth center, the books, and there's lots of free resources there as well. You can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. All right, let's get to today's guest. Her name is Lola Priego. Lola started her education by going to med school in Spain, where she is from, She dropped out to pursue a degree in engineering and came to the United States to finish a master's in AI. Prior to founding BASE, which you're going to learn all about today, Lola was a software engineer at Amazon, Facebook, and Instagram, where she was focused on improving network performance. She later went on to be the head of engineering at a COSLA-backed startup within the lab industry space. Through her own personal health journey, Lola realized that a major discrepancy in the healthcare system is the lack of access to data around one's health. She then founded BASE as a way to help people understand why they are feeling off with a data-driven approach. BASE helps those users that can't sleep, they're struggling with fatigue, brain-fogged, or are looking for the optimal personalized diet. We're going to learn all about base. We're going to learn all about Lola. You guys are going to love this conversation. All right, let's get to it. This is Lola Perego's Art of Being Well. Lola, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Yes, I am so excited to geek out with you. And I know everybody that's listening right now 
are really going to learn so much. So let's start with, you have an amazing company. I'm such a fan of what you're doing. Can you tell everybody what is BASE? What does your company do? Yes. So BASE is a company that will help you understand why you're feeling off. Like, you know, when you just cannot sleep well, or you're really fatigued after work and don't feel like doing anything, you have digestive issues, you're trying to lose weight and you can't. We've all been there, right? Like one way or another at some point of our life, or like you just generally feel blah or want to be healthier and just don't know where to start. Uh, so BASE is a company that uses lab testing. Uh, we are a you know, three-month improvement plan that uses lab testing and an app that will give you recommendations based on your vitamin, hormone, and nutrients on you know what you need to eat, supplements, and lifestyle routines to help you with those problems. So first of all, we're going to identify what is that is off, right? Like, is it is it you or is it your hormones, right? Is it you or is that nutrient that is off or that, you know, that hormone that is imbalanced preventing you from losing weight or that thing that is just making you feel really off when you, you have a meal. So BASE is a company that uses lab testing and an app that uses AI to help you from your medical profile and your profile itself to give you specific diet products and diet recommendations and supplements and, and lifestyle changes that you need to incorporate to achieve your goals. Yeah. What I really love about this is as a functional medicine practitioner, I'm consulting people all day long. It's really nice. I mean, most of our patients are extremely well-read. They're informed, they're empowered. They've gone to companies like that. what you're doing right now that are direct to consumer. You don't need a doctor and they're already on that journey, but they're looking for us to kind of take it to the kind of further their journey. But I think anybody out there there's a lot of people that aren't looking for functional medicine doctors that just want to have agency over their health. And I think this is a great first step to get a baseline and track over time. So can you go over, because our, our listeners are very savvy as far as labs are concerned and like what to look for. Can you break down like what are the th different types of hormones and nutrients and biomarkers that you are testing for? Yeah. And let me start with you know, I'm also super savvy too, but sometimes there's a lot of brain power that needs to go on like figuring out where to start. What is the data that you need to solve the problem that you're solving, right? Like for me, it depends on like, am I solving for energy, like fatigue, brain fog? Do I want to lose weight? And like what we also do as a company is we have a personalized quiz and, and in app, we're also building this in app too, that depending on how you're feeling and your goal, we will tell you like, hey, these are probably the hormones, vitamins, and nutrients that could be off. That being said, we have everything in our catalog. You know, we also work with Quest Diagnostics. So if you, because you can take the test at home and that's more limited, the options that you have there, or you can go to a Quest Diagnostics with your base app. Now, if you do test at home, the things that we have in store would be thyroid, vitamin D, vitamin B12, iron, ferritin. We would also have all kind of female hormones, so estradiol, estrogen, progesterone, 
uh, testosterone and DHEA, which by the way, uh, women also have testosterone, very important for men, of course, as well. And then we will have cortisol and melatonin for, you know, sleep and stress, which are going to be real key inflammatory markers, CRP and HbA1c, lipids and cholesterol panel that help us understand like, are your fats balanced in your diet? Are you eating too much fruit? You know, are you like, is the, that cookie or that ice cream that you're having at night really impacting your health? Because sometimes it doesn't, uh, sometimes it, 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 it does. So um, that's kind of the range that we have for at-home testing. Great. So what are some of the um, maybe surprising biomarkers that maybe you personally feel it doesn't get enough attention? Can you, can you call out any, any lab particularly? That doesn't get enough attention from like doctors or the consumers You're, itself. Everybody, like what's like overlooked, misunderstood, maybe not talked enough about that you want to shed some light on maybe. That's a good question. So let's talk about anxiety, which is a great topic, especially now with COVID and, pandemic and the pandemic. And this is one of our top reported symptoms from our members. The most enlightening thing for me as the CEO of BASE was to see the connection in between hormones and anxiety, right? We always tag anxiety as like, it's all in your head. Now, for any woman that is listening, just please do track your anxiety when you're PMSing. (laughs) And then you'll start to understand the correlation in between that and your hormones. And it is a huge thing for men too. For women, you just have a chance to observe that every, every 28 days. So the thing here, it's going to be really interesting or like what's really interesting for me was cortisol. And now we said, you know, we talked about the the relation in between hormones and anxiety, but now let's just bring coffee into the mix. So the, the most shocking story for me was with actually one of our employees, her name is Grace, and she opened up and, and talked publicly about her story. And she was someone battling with work anxiety and general anxiety for the past two years to a point that she got prescription for that because you know she felt overwhelmed and she tried everything she was you know doing can't remember the name of the meditation app but headspace or calm right uh she was going to therapy she was getting prescription for her anxiety not like a strong one but you know a mild one and she was doing a test with us for sex drive and it just happens that your stress hormone also affects your libido because it blocks the production of sex hormones, right? And in between those tests, we also tested for her stress and we were just doing a challenge internally. So long story short, she just happened to also look into her stress. And then we were actually together working on an event for this like, you know, sex drive challenge that we were doing. And then I got a notification from my medical team that there was like, you know, I get notified every time that someone has really high results, because sometimes we need to ask the the lab to rerun the sample. Like, hey, can you double check? Can you run this by the machine again, just to make sure that the results are accurate? And when I saw the name, I saw her name and that her cortisol levels were 3x the upper limit of the lab range. And I was just sitting across her And then I'm like, whoa, because then I, everything, you know, clicked that every, you know, that she was saying, like, I'm really anxious all of the time. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, we're all, 
we're all anxious. And then when we saw that, like we asked the lab to to rerun the sample and we hop on a call with our lead medical advisor, also a functional medicine doctor. And we were looking at her results and like for her, her cortisol in the evening, it would spike, you know, and we were asking her like, well, did you go into like a workout? What happened? She's like, no, just that day, just stay home. I just got really anxious around that time. And then I got really curious asking the doctor, like, what, what, what's that correlation in between anxiety and, and cortisol, your primary stress hormone? And, you know, he was saying like that there's a, definitely a, a loop where when you get anxious, you would start to release cortisol. And then the best part, so the doctor asked like, hey, Grace, do you drink coffee? And she's like, yeah, I drink like five cups a day. <laughs> so he's like, okay, there it is. Like coffee, you know, it's, correlated with an increase in cortisol, which then if you're getting anxious and then you start to drink coffee and your cortisol levels go up, you will have a feedback loop with your mental neurotransmitters where you would Mm -hmm. start to get more anxious. Long story short, Bayes gets the recommendation of, you know, quitting coffee. She starts to do that and regulate a few other habits that she gets recommended by the app. And then she stopped her prescription, her anxiety prescription. And that to me was the, the most shocking thing because to me, anxiety and psychology was that thing that was like in a different world to like functional mm-hmm. medicine and nutrition and so forth. So mm-hmm. For me to see that correlation was huge because of course, yeah. uh, there's a lot that needs to happen with meditation and psychology and therapy, but also making sure that you're supplementing that from your nutrition is so important. Thank you for highlighting that. I very much agree with you. It's something that we talk a lot about in the podcast is that is mental health is physical health. It's one and the same. There are, it's bi-directional. Of course, like you said, I recommend therapy to almost all my patients or different therapeutic modalities within the space of psychology and psychiatry. But your thoughts and emotions impact your physiology, but your physiology impacts your thoughts and emotions and both sides are are impacting. And you're right. It's oftentimes overlooked that something is simple and seemingly innocuous as coffee and coffee can work great for some people, but for some people, they are either so metabolizers of caffeine or whatever the reason is genetically or epigenetically, it could be raising and contributing to their anxiety levels. Thank you. And and you mentioned low sex drive as well. Very, it's interesting the database that you're saying, like a lot of people are talking about anxiety and you talked about a low sex drive uh, challenge. Those are two things that I oftentimes see, and I don't think the world is talking enough about these two issues of anxiety, anxiousness, panic attacks, and low libido. So can we talk about low sex drive and and low libido and and what you're seeing and maybe people settle for it because they think it's just normal, but it's, it's, it's not normal, it's just common. Yeah, and it's just a common theme that we see a base, right? Like, I think that the problem is that people lose hope. They just, you know, like they just don't know where to even start solving the problem that they are given that. And that also happens with fatigue, right? Like, yeah, whatever. I'm 30 something years old and I'm tired. I guess I'm getting old. Like the reality it's, it is not, even if you're 40, like there are a lot of things that you can, you know, look into to improve that feeling. To answer your question, it is very common that people blame themselves for their poor sex drive and they don't understand how much that's correlated with their hormone levels, right? 
totally the same to your point for anxiety. And this is something that at base, we're trying to figure out how to even, you know, work with consumers and create a journey where we can support them, uh, right? Like we are actually now working on a feature for goal setting. So even people understand that when they have a problem, we can help, right? We will also be able to tell you how many people feel the same way and how, what's the percentage of those people that actually that problem was rooted in a hormone issue, right? Or like mm-hmm. nutrient or vitamin. So the other thing for uh, low libido that I also learned while working at base was that your fatigue will also impact your low libido and your hormones. Mm-hmm. And like at the end of the day, everything is connected, right? And the thing is, it is so easy to fix this in, in, in a couple of months just adjusting your diet and taking the right supplements. People are just not thinking about that and just blaming themselves. The thing is, the reality, and this is why I love this podcast so much, is that it is just about hearing the stories of other people just going through this journey. And I think that what you're doing with the podcast is amazing because the problem starts with education and people just not knowing and losing hope. Because then you try one random thing, you see a Facebook ad that this supplement will help you with this. And it's actually not helping you with it, with the root cause that, you you know, is causing that feeling. Right. And then it doesn't work. You lose hope. And it's like, you know, listen, this is how it is for me. Right. And the reality is like we need to educate consumers and like there's not it's not a one size fits all. Do not lose your hope if you try something and it doesn't work. You know, maybe that was not the solution for you, but there is a solution for you out there. Like it's very likely, right? So a cool thing too is that there are also short time, short fixes that you could do for your libido. In this case, you're asking about it. So I don't know how much you've covered, how much have you talked about CBD in general in your podcast? I know that you've had some- Not a lot, not a lot. So let's go there. Yeah. So one of the things for me that was also shocking is the effect of CBD on your libido and and stress. So the thing that happens here, and I'm a person that struggles with high cortisol levels at night. So CBD is so, so powerful. Like the effect on a three-day test, a three-day challenge. If you take CBD for three days and then you test your sex hormones before and after, we did a like a small clinical trial, a clinical study with internal members. We actually published that, and we saw like a thirty-four percent increase on like you, you know the wow. scores for the sex drive hormones, and this is primarily because CBD blocks the production of cortisol, uh, which could be, by the way, caveat. It's is a double-edged sword because cortisol is that hormone that you don't want it too low because then it causes fatigue right? You don't want it too high because then it it causes inflammation and high stress. You want it to be optimal. So for me, if I take too much CBD, I go into the other side and I start to have adrenal fatigue that it's called. So you want it to be in the middle. And for us, the thing that was the most impactful thing for people's sex drive was when they actually go on their own and do CBD. We still do not recommend CBD within our platform because, you know, our recommendations are coming from doctors and clinical trials. So we cannot officially recommend that. But when we've done like community challenges, the impact in the community is huge. Like it's the only challenge that I've seen or like people like incorporating a change that was consistent across the board. Like I've never seen anyone doing the three-day challenge, CVD challenge, where their libido hormones are not like increasing. 
or where their stress is not like being regulated. The only thing that we've seen is like, you know, the only caveat is that sometimes people take too much and they get fatigue. Got it. Yeah. I mean, the endocannabinoid system, the ECS, CBD works upon it. It's a master regulator of so many things as far as inflammation and mood and so many things. The gut is actually rich with these CB1 receptors too. I mean, the research is just so compelling. I love that you brought that up. You're bringing up all the things that I know everybody that's listening to this podcast is eating this up right now. So can we talk about these two things since we're kind of using this as sort of our example patient or the example consumer or, or client of base, that's, let's say they go, they're struggling with anxiousness, they're struggling with low sex drive and fatigue, and that's all that wired and tired feeling. And they go and get the labs through base. What are some, just as an example, and obviously when they get the, get base and get the app, they'll be able to get the full protocol, the full recommendations based on the clinical trials and based on what you've seen to be the most efficacious. But can you go over just like a baseline, like what are some examples that people are going to get for recommendations for these things? What Maybe what have you seen successful since you mentioned your cortisol yeah. being being high too? Yeah. Yeah. And I can talk about my own journey and just to also regroup because the way, you know, the system works is like you, you know, you come to base, you usually start, you always start on the, on the website, right? And you start with that thing that is off. Uh, or you take our quiz if like generally everything is off or you don't know where to start because you can start on your own, just selecting different areas like energy, diet, sex drive, stress or sleep, or you go into our quiz and then we recommend you where to start. So basically we ask you like, what's off? If you know what's off or like, you know, uh, a few questions around you and what you're feeling and your medical profile. And then we compute the probability of like multiple deficiencies that you can have to just get recommended one test. So then you can get started in a way that it's personalized. And then from there, which is by the way, a cool technology that we, you know, we are patenting, like we are creating a patent and a couple patents around it. So we're super excited to partner up with functional medicine doctors to, to create this system. And then a lot of people go from, from this entry point, you see like different pathways that they open, right? So you're asking about some common ones and like some common recommendations that we see work for this user journey. So let me talk about two that we haven't covered that are going to be diet and sleep that are also super fun. So for diet, you know, we have the route of digestive issues or weight loss that are real common or nutritional deficiencies, but for weight loss, something that seems fairly trivial, but we see it really often is people that come to us because they cannot lose weight. And then we look into their profile and then there's the, you know, the, what we call the fat burning hormones that are going to be testosterone and DHEA, which are the hormones in charge of like, you know, triggering that fat burning process for your metabolism. So if your levels are really low, you're going to burn less, less fat. Right. So when people go into a, you know, it's really common when you want to lose weight to take fats out of the equation because they are high in calories, right? So the, then you try to count calories. And then the way you do it is that, that you get all of your calories through like carbs or like empty foods or too much fruit. And then your levels get altered. And in particular, the, the fat burning hormone levels go really low. Uh, which means that your body's just not going to burn fat and it's just, you know, your, your weight loss journey is going to plateau. 
So what we do, and, and it's really common when we are trying to help people from the, you know, from the nutrients, vitamins, and hormones angle to in their, their weight loss journey is like, of course, educate them on how to do it right. But then when we give them these results and then we give them the recommendation of like, just add a little bit of walnuts, avocado, and, and olive oil to your diet, it is fast. It's still fascinating to me that that just works. And then they message you through customer service. It's like, yes, like this totally works. Like, you know, and usually you adjust, sometimes their triglycerides are really high too. So we, and it's really common that they are eating a lot of fruit, which also raises your leptin levels, the, the hormone that controls your hunger. So then we, you know, ask them to reduce fruit a little bit and incorporate these healthy fats. At the end of the day, we're just making their diet more balanced. But like, you know, when you tell them the story from a hormone perspective, they get it. It's like, oh, I'm not yeah. burning fat because this thing that is supposed to burn fat is not doing that because it's low and it's low mm-hmm. because I removed fats from my diet. Now I get mm-hmm. it. Okay, let me just go and do this. And then like, you know, they get into a healthy journey, right? Like when they get to, you know, start to to lose weight back again. So that's a, a really fun one that is super common. Yeah, I agree with wholeheartedly. I, something that we always say is that, you know, our body's less of a calorie calculator and more of a brilliant, beautiful biochemistry lab. And the foods we eat, specifically healthy fats, are raw materials to make hormones. <laughs> so, I mean, many people are starving themselves of the actual raw materials to make ha- healthy brain hormonal endocrine communication line, but actual hormones themselves. A great, great point. Anything else that you find that many people are overlooking that you seen to be great recommendations for your common client? Yeah. Sleep is another one that is interesting because there's a common behavior for consumers that is to overdose in melatonin. So I don't know if you've seen this. Have you talked to people? Yes, I have. I have. You're bringing up all the most important points that I always forget to bring up on the episodes. And I guess it just never comes up in conversation. That's why we're having you right now. So you talk about that because that does let people tell people, but it basically downregulates the brain's ability to speak and produce its own melatonin. But what are you finding? Yeah. So a lot of people take melatonin, like 10 milligrams of melatonin at night, or, you know, five milligrams of melatonin at night. And of course, when you hear like, Hey, that's like 10 X the recommended amount. It's like, ah, but it works. And then you come to base and they're like, I cannot sleep or my sleep is totally like, not regulate it, it's off. We start by looking at their melatonin levels and you see how their levels get really, really high, like, you know, 2, 3 a.m., but they are super high in the morning still. Just have an overdose. And then the the ideal cycle of melatonin is like that the levels starts to rise at, you know, 8, 9 p.m. And then, you know, they run high at night. So you, you know, you're fostering like the, the right sleeping processes in your body. And in the morning, the, the levels are supposed to be low and get low in the morning. So you, you know, your cortisol starts to rise up and then you can wake up, you feel energized, right? The problem is when you overdose, those levels would not go that low in the morning. So then you wake up and I don't know if this ever happened to you. I've definitely taken 10 milligrams 
before melatonin and then you wake up and then you're really groggy. You cannot go on with your day. It's really hard to wake up. And then the entire cycle gets messed up. And then at night, the levels, because they were altered throughout the day, naturally and organically will not come up. It just, everything gets altered, right? And yeah. the reality is that if you're having issues with your you know, sleep hormone and you're not feeling sleepy at night, there could be other reasons, right? Like, of course, a hack is supplement it if your body's not producing it. The, the route that we go is why are why is your body not producing it? And sure enough, we would we can help you and give you a recommendation of the, the actual dosage of melatonin that you can take mm-hmm. to supplement while we figure that out for the next two to three months. But you know, there are three main things like or either you have really high inflammation in your body, right? Like could be caused by your sugar levels or like general inflammation, your cortisol levels could be really high and that could be blocking your production of melatonin or like simply, you know, like if you're interacting with light, blue light in the evening, just because the the thing that is producing melatonin is just related to to, uh, the pituitary thing that you have behind your eye. It's just, Mm -hmm. you're not going to produce it. So first we try to understand why is it that you're not producing it? Or is it your cycle healthy, but just shift it? And we just need to work. So in that case, just with supplementing the right amount of melatonin, you can shift your cycle. Something that I do when mm-hmm. I travel just to battle jet lag. So when I'm going to go to Europe, where I'm or- or- originally from, I start to supplement with melatonin at like 7 p.m. to make sure that my cycle is you know, mm-hmm. well set when I'm traveling there. And a lot of the times people are battling with high stress or high inflammation and when we fix that, like they are, they become amazed that, you know, they are finally not relying on supplements to be able to go to sleep. And that's just like another, you know, beautiful moment at base when you, you know, you help them figure or fix things from the root cause. But the, mm-hmm. the most shocking thing for me, it's about 40% of people that come to us with sleeping issues. They are really overdosing on sleeping supplements. Wow. Yeah. Great point to highlight. I see it a lot of times. And like you said, there's a place for melatonin taking melatonin supplements. It just should be used judiciously. It should be used when you not chronically all the time. I, I, traveling is a great example. If you're traveling across time zones or if you need it here and there, it's needed or a low dose of it could be helpful for people who really, really have exhausted other options. It's a tool, but more isn't always better. Uh, that's a fantastic point. I'm curious, like you mentioned, like you're doing amazing things within the industry of, of empowering people to have information about their health, which is what I am such an advocate for. How do you, you mentioned having functional medicine doctors on your medical advisory team that are really working on these recommendations and looking at the clinical trials. How do you see what you're doing with base and functional medicine working together. Cause I think between the two industries, we can change the world for the better as far as people's health, but how, how do you see us working together? Yeah. Um, so there are two ways here. So one is like the doctors that we have on the team help a create the technology and the algorithms that are now making this, you know, scalable or accessible to more people through an app experience. And, you know, like just a product experience. These doctors are also supervising the AI. So basically imagine a self-driving car. This is the best analogy, right? Like technology in healthcare will never be able to go 
on its own. It would be really rare that we would see a self-driving car with a person that is just sleeping, right? And like not controlling the car. So right now we are creating the self-driving car. That's the, the technology that we are creating about for your health. And then the person that is supervising and still holding the wheel, but taking all of the recommendations of the technology is still Still, those are the doctors. So every time that we update models in our AI for recommendations or like prescribing tests, there there's like different doctors that test all of the pathways, which are allowed, but they are limited to make sure that those are working properly. So that's one. And then number two is that there are people that still be on the product like one-on-one uh, care and consultations. So in that case, right now we are you know, uh, creating partnerships with different providers as well to give Mm -hmm. our base members a deal so they can still access that. There are some people that already have their doctor outside of the, you know, the networks that we are exploring. So you can also download your results and recommendations and then just walk through those with your doctor as well. So you you have Mm -hmm. more like that one-on-one care. The reality is like we're still people and like, you know, the same way that you can, download your Peloton app and then just go to the gym and just go with that. There are some people that still like to have personal trainers and both coexist really beautifully. So, you know, I always say that we are creating technology that is helping doctors scale their knowledge. So it's more accessible to those people that like just don't have more than 50 bucks to spend a month. And that from a reality perspective, it's just like never going to give you access to those things. And then for the people, you know, we still have 15 to 20% people of, of our members that like to talk to someone and they are, you know, asking us for deals or like partner nutritionists or health coaches or functional medicine doctors that they can talk to. So it's just mm-hmm. kind of a nice like integration and also, and also primary care is another big point because what we are seeing is that when people, you know, you would never think that you're pre-diabetic. And I have been pre-diabetic. Now I'm not super excited, but people don't think like, hey, I'm fatigued. I'm, what if I'm pre-diabetic? Like no one said, no one ever, right? Maybe some people may wonder if they have a thyroid issue because that's a bit more mainstream, but not really. So another thing that we are seeing is like when people come to us with a, an issue, there's something else going on. Um, you know, that's only maybe 5% of cases, but there's something greater, a health problem that is manifesting fatigue or digestive issues. And you think that it's something mild, but there's something greater going on. Or like, you know, your cholesterol is really off and you're, you, you know, you have some potential heart problem or like there's something there to be looked into with a primary care physician. So that's also something that we are trying to explore how can we integrate also primary care for the case when, you know, like it becomes more serious, but, and you may need prescription, but at the same time, how can that prescription be personalized to you? And how can that be paired with actual nutrition and lifestyle? So you can tackle it mm-hmm. from both fronts, similar to how we talked about anxiety, right? Like how can we support members from all ends in a way that like it works beautifully to at the end, right? Like we are all working towards the same goal that is make people healthier, helping them them feel better, right? And why does Mm -hmm. it, you as a consumer or you as a member, you as a user, you as a person, 
why do you have to be working with people in a fragmented way? And why cannot you have a platform where everything is like well plugged in? Yeah, well, I, beautifully said. I mean, another word for functional medicine and what you're doing is integrative, right? We're integrating. It shouldn't be either or. It should be both and. And there's a, all of these things, data, direct-to-consumer data, conventional medicine, and functional medicine should all work together. I 100% agree with you. And I, when I'm consulting somebody, when I see someone with base data, I love it because they're running labs that I look at. It's a head, they're already a head start. And if they want that one-on-one, then I'm here for them. But they have already, I want them to equip themselves with their health and learn about their health. And, and you're doing that. Uh, and you're giving people action steps too. All right, Lola. The, as you know, the podcast is called The Art of Being Well. Well, this part of the podcast is your art of being well. This is Lola. This is Bases' art of being well. I'll just, I'm going to throw out just your f- questions about different aspects of wellness and whatever comes to mind. I want to know your favorite things. Are, are you up for this? I didn't yes. tell you about it beforehand. Yes, but. yes, totally up for it. <laughs> All right, it. great. So first question, if you're stuck on a desert island and you're looking for survival and you're looking for nutrient density but you only have one food, what would that food be? You know, I've heard that potatoes is <laughs> just the way to go. <laughs> just because I watched that on a movie. Someone else said potatoes. I forget who it was, but there was a guest that said potatoes. I sort of got, there was a movie that was like, someone was sent out to space and they said like, you can survive on potatoes because apparently like it has enough like sources of potassium, vitamins, protein, like carbs. It's like very rich. So I guess- I think I'm only able to survive with potatoes, so I will pick that one. <laughs> well, what what potato are we talking about? Are we talking about just a Yukon? Are we talking a Japanese sweet potato? Those are my favorites. Regular sweet potato. I think it's just any preference. Just regular regular potatoes. Yeah. All right. All right. We're talking about regular white potato. All right. Next question. Completely opposite. Not nutrient density, but purely on taste. Health benefits aside, like remove them from the equation, one food for the rest of your life, purely on deliciousness and taste, what would that food be for you? I have two options. I always go, (laughs) so, you know, when I go to Sweet Green, I always get the same exact salad, which is arugula, sweet potatoes, broccoli, walnuts, roasted chicken, avocado, and pesto vinaigrette. Sometimes I add goat cheese. So that could be one. And the second one is a, peanut butter banana smoothie with some protein in it. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to go with the, with this smoothie. <laughs> some taste. I love this smoothie. I, if I was to answer that question, mine would be peanut butter. Uh, there's something about if I had just one food, I maybe get sick of it. But on this side of not ever doing that, I, I think I would say peanut butter. Yeah, I'll take that one too. Sure. Yeah. All right. Next question. What are two supplements that have been the biggest game changers for you personally? Vitamin D. Cannot stress the importance of it on your, because at the end of the day, imagine a phone that has tons of features, right? Tons, tons. And it runs out of battery. Good luck doing something with it. Imagine that you're now, uh, it's not a phone, it's your body right? Like you can do many things and, and all of that. But at the end of the day, if you don't have energy, if you don't have battery, you're out. And vitamin D is just a primary driver. And then the second one is actually it's funny. Um, just have it right next to me. It's a vitamin Z and, and zinc. You know, I, I take those two together, but vitamin Z, 
the thing here is when I get sick or I start to catch a goal, it just never fails. I take two grams. You know, usually people take that emergency with just one gram, but the reality is that when your body is getting sick, you can absorb a lot of it and your body will certainly use it. I actually tested this with the second uh, vaccine shot where everyone gets sick and then I loaded in vitamin C in, in, in a lot of water. And I was just going to Barry's boot camp, <laughs> just like to a high intensity <laughs> workout class, just, you know, like really feeling great. So for me, Love that it. one always helps me with, you know, feeling healthy and when I'm getting sick to recover and bounce uh, really quickly from it. Great, great. I, I would put those at the top of my list too. Vitamin D, vitamin C with zinc, all good stuff. All right, next question. What is the latest non-food, non-supplement wellness tool or biohacking, if you're into biohacking, that you're that you're really into lately? The one that I recover, like kind of started doing back again is wearables. I just got the latest Apple Watch. And the reason is, and I've been on and off wearables in my life. Um, the reason now is that I am rediscovering heart rate, particularly for stress. And this is because, you know, I'm really busy. I'm a founder. Anxiety is top of mind, especially, you know, in the, in the past few months. And heart rate is a good indication for when I have to dig deeper in, you know, my cortisol levels and my hormones. Whether, you know, sometimes I don't think that I am anxious or I'm stressed, my heart rate actually helps me with that. You know, especially my resting heart rate tells me a lot. And that's something that I was not equipped enough to understand before. But now if I, mm -hmm. if I see an increase in five points uh, in my uh, resting heart rate, I start to dig deeper into my hormone levels there because I want to understand more like, hey, do I need to adjust this slightly? Great. Next question. What is one wellness myth that you would like to dispel? Let me see. Let me talk about the keto diet because it's, it's not a one size fits all. It is trendy or mainstream. And this is another thing that I'm seeing a lot of people struggling with at base. A, I'm really careful with the type of fats that you eat. I do see a lot of people coming to us that are doing a high fat diet. And, you know, because now that's the great thing to do and like no be wary of your ldl levels and cholesterol levels and you need to monitor that if you already had like cholesterol issues and you didn't know about them that's a risky thing to do especially if you're not choosing your fat carefully and you're eating a lot of red meat and you know tons of fats everywhere be careful if because you also don't know where your red meat is coming from in a lot of cases and b for women we still do need carbs like especially if you're a menstruating woman, um, mm -hmm. tons of thyroid issues with long-term keto diets that include no carbs. So that's another one to, to take into account. Uh, maybe not like a mainstream wellness myth, but like something that is, no. you know, like common for consumers and, and like people these days that it's, it's important to reinforce. Great. Thank you for bringing it up. I mean, this is definitely a major point that I'm to always trying to educate patients on. And it's a tool just like that melatonin, right? It's more isn't always better. Let's find that sweet spot. And that's why most people, I recommend a cyclical approach that is clean, whole food based. That's not super high in any type of one type of fat. Great. Thank you for bringing that up. Mm -hmm. All right. Next question. What is 
a wellness brand that maybe you personally, it could be a food, it could be a supplement, it could be a product that you're really into lately? For me, like it's been maybe not lately, but Bulletproof has been, you know, a great one, especially because they have a supplement that is called Unfair Advantage. And that just helps me with my hangovers is the only (laughs) thing. You know, I drink a lot of water when I'm drinking. I take vitamin C. I drink on the weekends with friends. And sometimes I drink three to five drinks, uh, like across, you know, a few hours at night. And that would just kill you, you know, the next morning. But if I have this supplement from Bulletproof, uh, I'm for Advantage is called. It is, and I drink water and I take some vitamin C before I start drinking. And then coconut charcoal when I get home. But that I'm for Advantage, that is PQQ, mm-hmm. so amino acids and refined coconut oil. I think that they branded that as brain octane oil. That's that specific supplement that when I have it with my drinks and you know, always making sure that I'm hydrating while I'm drinking, I wake up the next morning and I'm able to go out for a run and I'm I'm fine. Maybe I'm a bit tired. You still have to pay the price, but it's not like it takes your entire day out. So it takes the the edge off of yes the, the morning after. Yes, so, I love that. Yeah, so I like that brand because it, they have supplements that you don't find necessarily in other brands. Yeah. Super thoughtful. And we've had Dave Asper, who's no longer with Bulletproof, but he started the company and they can listen to the episode if you want, people want to listen to about it. Dave Asprey, Bulletproof at the time. I'll put the links for Unfair Advantage and the Activated Charcoal, which is another great tip in the show notes for people that want to check that out. All right. Next question. What is one spiritual practice or mindfulness practice that's really helped you the most? I'm going to cheat here a bit bit because I've been meditating since I am a kid. Like I like to go into a dark room, put headphones in, not sleep and just like sit down and listen to music or like lay down and listen to music and think and reflect, right? Like, especially when I, it was my way to cope with things when I would get anxious. You know, my parents would always tell me that I was escaping from problems. And I'm like, no, I'm like, what I'm doing is like, I sit down with my problems. I suffer a lot, but by the time I finish sitting down with them, I'm done. I'm like over the problem already. And that's kind of- How old were you when you did this? I started doing this since like I'm three years old. I would get antsy and then I would put music and sit down and I would like to be in the dark and process things. Um, You were a little Yoda. You were a little baby Yoda, Lola. Uh, Well, it's funny because I always like Google, like if there were more people like me when I was, you know, younger and then like meditation became mainstream and I'm like, yes, like that's (laughs) That's what I was doing before I knew the words for it. But I mean, I mean, it became mainstream because some people started doing that organically and it works really well, right? So I think that for me, it just never fails. The only thing is that I like to do it with, here's the the best part. I like to do it with really loud music. I just like, I blast music and then I get lost in my thoughts. And then sometimes I focus on my body and I just reflect on things. And I like that kind of, you know, observing my thoughts, observing my body, everything, you know, like in the dark and not be bothered. Because if someone touches me, like while I'm doing that, I will have a heart attack. 
because you're in the dark, you're with loud music. So that's the, the the wellness and mental health hack for me. Love it. What type of loud music are we talking about? Is it any, does any can go or is one specific that helps better than the other ones? It depends on what's going on in my life. It's just, I think that that's just normal for everyone, right? Like if, if I am just going through a breakup or, you know, like something sad, then it would be like, you know, breakup songs. It's <laughs> just like, it's <laughs> just like that type of thing while I, you know, I think that for me, the only difference maybe from, because a lot of people is like, yeah, I listen to music too. And I just sit down with my thoughts. It's like, yeah, great. That's meditation. If now you make time for it and you, you know, sit down there and like breathe and like focus on your body as you're going through it. That's exactly the same thing as like doing headspace. You don't have to like, mm -hmm. you know, do headspace if that's not your gig. That would also help mm -hmm. you see things and like process things and you know, lower your cortisol levels. So any kind of music would go, uh, it depends on like Got what's it. going on. Yeah. So some Taylor Swift for the breakups, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not much of a Taylor Swift guy, but I get what you're saying. There's one, uh, uh, there's one though, one playlist on Spotify, it's called Brain Food. And that one is really good for when you're trying to go through like work stuff and process things. It's, it's cool. It's a cool playlist. That's awesome. I'll put the link in the show notes. You're giving us so, so many good tips. All right. Next question. What's your, you mentioned doing Barry, Barry's bootcamp. What's your favorite way to exercise? Workout classes. There's nothing like, you know, other people's energy to, you know, keep going. I used to love running as well, but my knees just, I, I, I'm injured now and like injured for life because the problem with knees is like, you cannot replace them. So for me, long-term running, my body was just not built for it. I don't have like the typical runner's body. There are some people that they can just run marathons and they're fine. I am not. So workout classes would be the best way for me to, to get my workouts in. Love it. All right. Next question. What is a book that you've read in the last year that has maybe inspired you the most or maybe got you thinking in a fresh new way? It could be fiction, nonfiction, whatever. I'm going to be boring <laughs> here. But I, I mean... I'm going to be really boring. So just setting the bar low, it's high, high output management because, you know, as a CEO, like I'm trying to figure out how to build this company and like, it was just really helpful. <laughs> and now all I can do is just to read books about work. I guess that there was another one written by the Red Antler founder on like brand that was really good as well. I forgot the title, um, but I can send that later to you. And that was yeah. another one really good for, you know, how to build base, right. In a way that it's connecting with consumers. And we start with the why. So the entire book walks through different examples, like Hasper, the mattress and how they build that company, starting with the why mm -hmm. or all birds, the shoes, and how they started, you know, building the entire company with a Y and so forth. So that was another uh, great book as well that I liked. Love it. Well, I mean, we have a lot of founders and entrepreneurs that listen to the podcast. So that you're going to, this is going to be stuff that they love. All right. Last question. What's your favorite restaurant in the world? And what do you order? The silence. Yeah, it's a we hard question. This is a really hard one for, for foodies. Okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go simple. It's going to be in New York. The restaurant is called ABC Kitchen. And we're talking about the original ABC Kitchen or ABC Kitchen. Kitchen no, the, the original, the original. Okay. And then I like to order their salmon. 
it's really good it's fresh it's just like amazing and you know they have like also some sides that come with different butters as well that is just so good so i'm gonna go with that restaurant and that, that love plate. It. i love it i love abc kachina i get their fish tacos Ooh. so good have you tried that before? yes yes i've been there for brunch yeah. and i ordered those yeah, whenever I'm in New York, I always try to make it there. But I love the original ABC Kitchen too. Great. Yeah. And by the way, I came up with the title of the book. It's uh, Obsessed. Obsessed? Yes. Obsessed. What's the author again? The author is Emily Hayward. It's the founder founder of Red Unler, the popular brand agency in New York City. Perfect. Thank you for that. And again, we'll put the show notes for all the things we talked about, the books, the restaurants, the products. Uh, Lola, this has been a great conversation. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Where can people go? If they want to, I know there's going to be a whole sea of people that are interested in base right now. Where do they go? How do they get started? Get-base.com. We, you know, like happy to answer any customer service questions there. You know, take the quiz, meshes message us if you have any questions and then we're really active on instagram get underscore base um we actually do put a lot of effort on our instagram posts because again our number one mission or like we start by educating and telling compelling stories to motivate people to be healthy and give them hope and just get them an idea of like what could be going on if you have certain symptoms so that's a really good way to start. And then you, you can take that knowledge. And, you know, if you want to look for a functional medicine doctor or nutritionist from there, like that's also a great start. Like it, it doesn't necessarily, you don't need to necessarily become a base member to get value out of us. We are also here to, you know, help educate and give you information that could be helpful for you to get healthier. Bella, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Will. Visit get dash base.com slash will cole for 20 percent off of your first month with code will cole again that's get dash base.com slash will cole for 20 percent off just use code will cole Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon. <laughs>